his unemployment never began. Uh, Did you get PUA? Go ahead and pull that a little closer. Did you get the PUA? Um, Yeah, so no, I applied and I waited and I waited and I waited and I've kept up with it and everything. And I'm the perfect candidate. I've I've been self-employed for nine months. But because of those other, because of the, you know. Because of whatever reason. I got disqualified because of other program eligibility. And I've appealed and said, I have not been approved for other programs. Yeah. Like, here's the screenshots there. And, well, I, haven't, I have those ready. I hadn't sent them in. But now I'm just waiting for the appeal to then be, have an initial review. Now, so I, I don't even know if that's going to approve or not. And, yeah. um, just keep going forward with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get unemployment, even though I've been employed by my own business for 10 fucking years. Yeah, no, uh, sure. I didn't get it until um, July. Now, see, in my case, I got it. Uh, in April, I think it started in the first week of May, and then they stopped it at the end of June randomly. And I've now put an appeal in, and they've acknowledged the appeal as valid, and I'm waiting for whatever further process comes from there. Yeah. But the whole thing is a mess, and you're squeezing people out. And I'm watching it as they try to do these reopening efforts, and I'm like, oh, my God. First of all, the photo of the governor watching a band well, I thought of your place. I thought of our place. I thought of every place because our stage has is six feet off the ground mm-hmm. and it has an eight foot buffer between the stage and the crowd, which houses the speaker system. So it's not even possible for our band and our, our audience to interact. So we actually provide a better setup than what he was in. And then he comes with the, oh, you, you've been able ambient. to have ambient music yeah. and since mm-hmm. phase two, phase two. Ambient music for what? Yeah, I'm glad the restaurants are still open. Right. You guys are still doing that. But we don't have music and we're not allowed to have music. That's the hypocritical point oh. that's that's um, really hurting, I think, venues in general. Well, and break it down for what it is, right? I mean, ambient music, first of all, is a, it's a whole genre of music. It, it's the album leaf and, mm-hmm. and that whole world of music. Now, I think what he was going for was cabaret acts. But yes. anybody with a cabaret liquor license should then be able to do All that according to phase two. But then he told us after phase two that we were in square one again. And I don't know if we're phases or squares. Where are we, Mr. Governor? <laughs> and then Governor? he came back and said, know. we're not we're going to move away from phases and we're just mm-hmm. going to go into county by county. Um, right. And they get to make the calls. Now, the city came out. I'm sure you saw it with the three. Things that allow you to have ambient music, which is cabaret music. I think he was. The thing is, we could create a better ambiance. I think they're just covering their butts, is what happened. Mm, They got busted, and he was like, oh, well, no, it's okay. And And we're like, no, it's not okay. Missing the key detail in that 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 damage control. Maybe. Bingo. Wait, we'll radio it later. I don't know. um, In that same damage control statement, it was immediately contradicted because he said, Ambient music has been okay since it phase two. Second, then he says, what has not been allowed is live events or performances. Mm-hmm. So I said, ambient music, okay. Live performance, not okay. Which one is the Live yeah. bands there in the Which, picture. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, man. You're trying to cover your butt by saying, well, there nobody's paying to see this band. They're just here, and it makes the ambiance better yeah. because they're playing. Well, yeah, you know what? Somebody is paying to see this band, and it's the restaurant. And it's actually right. that's- you that's paying to getting money in your pocket to pay for 
us not being able to open, but anywhere that serves you or pays for your padding pocket mm-hmm, baloney mm-hmm. is okay. Bingo. However, you know, mm-hmm. and and the, what the, the three that the city did, I think that they were t- personally. I'm not sure what they're going for. I don't know if they're trying to let us open or keep us closed because the the guidelines are they not okay? You can't the band can't be the main draw of your audience. Okay, well that automatically. Uh, it's either the band or the liquor. So if you want me promoting the liquor, I can do that. I'm we'll fine bring with out that. the yeah, booze I got crowds booze all day long. Uh, you know? Right. And then so then the other was you can't charge a ticket price, but you can't have a ticket and some third cornball made up thing from mm-hmm. somebody who clearly doesn't know anything yeah. about the business. Which is all. fine. We'll just charge more for drinks. Uh we'll have to do it another way. I mean, if yeah, you just bar night, but it doesn't music. save yeah. us music night at all bar. because we still have to pay the band and then we right. still have to pay taxes on the money that we mm-hmm. made. So all of us small businesses are, um, are just sucking it up to, totally. to the state and, and we're not benefiting. We're, and we're definitely getting I the mean, short end of the stick. Imagine you were able to fucking open tomorrow. You're not going to have the clientele to justify going off of any unemployment you may or may not actually fucking get. But at least the imaginary numbers are looking okay right now. Yeah. The maybe money. Uh, I just think I just I don't know. It's hard to say. But I like I like a a government that just pays their fucking checks when when they say don't tell me you're going to do it then. You know what I mean? If you have no intention of handing me PUA. Don't bring up PUA. Yeah, don't bring yeah. it up. Yeah. You know, don't bring me 80 solutions from 80 different minds that didn't talk it out beforehand. It's all, you know, they're all programs we've paid into. So it's just yes. them paying us back a little exactly. earlier. Exactly. I've would've. been paying into, I've been working at JubJubs for 10 years. We've been alive. So I've been paid into unemployment for 10 years for everybody that's worked there, which is a lot of people. And mm-hmm. it's the fact that it took me um, almost three months to even get money back to myself as the mm-hmm. owner of the business was terrifying. And when did you ever have to draw it from it before? When was the last time? I never, you had- I've never, 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 ever, you see? ever. That's the have fucking I claimed backbone. Unemployment in my life. Neither have I. Neither is he. Neither is any of the fucking business owners I run in circles I've paid with. Way more into unemployment because I've been working since I was sixteen. So a fucking the man. the three thousand dollars that they had collected in unemployment or whatever, uh, it was maybe five or six thousand that they were like, oh, you got that? I was like, for ten years working, I only yeah. got $6, so the people $6, that it's designed for who have paid for it all along. Can't get it. But meanwhile, I know a guy who told me his 16-year-old son got his in the first week, has been getting it ever since, and this kid's making nine seventy eight a week. That was, that's because of the six. Well, no. It was, well, it was partly because of the 600, but it just no, floppy, floppy. Initially, it was, he is eligible for, I think it's because it was a smaller number, he was eligible for like $19. So now he's getting $619 a month for those first one. And then well, that's he, where well, the $600 ended a while that was, ago. Uh, yeah, right, that right. part ended. That then it ended shifted July. to a 300. No, we, there's no 300. It never happened. No, it hasn't happened. Hasn't. Congress is still fighting over that extra mm-hmm. 300. So I'm getting $168 a week. Got it. That's what I would have been eligible. That's what I would have been eligible for in that other program that they think I'm in. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And (laughs) I'm sure they're scared to death of all the people that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. $168 a week. Well, and the worst part of it is, is exactly what you're talking about. Even with this. And thank God there's something because I don't know what we'd be doing if we had no toilet paper and no money. (laughs) But even at that. 
there's no dollar amount at the maximum amount of unemployment possible full throttle is not going to get me near what I need to survive given what I was earning oh, yeah. as an income. Oh no. I'm not I don't have fucking money. There's nobody more broke than me. But because I was operating at a larger level, what's what's left out there in unemployment is it's going to fucking crush us all. Yeah. And and hence that's, you know, I saw what you wrote and I thought I've got fucking microphones and we just need to make people hear that cuz that's you're squeezing people out to the roots of it. Yeah. People who have worked along. You want to know something? You want to know I reached out to you? I saw a comment. A comment on Facebook that I went, okay. That speaks to a more full picture of a human being. But somebody that you know said, I would do anything for a Zahmeyer. Look at your face. I wish we had that on video. That was amazing. You're you're built for the podcasting thing, you know. You're really good at this. You just lean back in that chair and start going. When somebody says that, I I see a more full picture of a family value that's kind of come down. And now you're describing working since sixteen. You know what I mean. And and your business is the first one on the chopping block. Why? Because somebody doesn't like that other people drink alcohol and go to concerts, and that's their way of blowing it off. No, okay. the whole we'll point of, of, of I didn't want to have just a bar. That was my part of my business plan, and I wish I had it with me, but it was like, I want people, I want a lawyer sitting next to a stripper, sitting next to a burner, sitting next to a podcast guy. We're yep. all on the same team here, and mm -hmm. that's what I wanted as a business. Like, yeah, maybe we don't all get along in everyday life, but we can come here and sit next to each other and be equals. We're here for the music, we're here for the scene, we're here for the art. It's yes. not about gambling. I don't have food, I don't have gambling, I don't have anything, I have art and music and that's what we've always mm -hmm. been and we brought that from the Burning Man community of just like, hey, this is a, and like I said in my post, it's, we are a family owned, community run business. You know, mm -hmm. without mm -hmm. Reno and the surrounding areas, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have anything because we, you know, that was just part of the family with that. Yeah, you mentioned built. having a crew that was really yeah. important to you. Do you yeah. want to talk about them a little bit while we're doing this? Uh, yeah, totally. The, my 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 crew is my family. I mean, Dave Masood has been managing, and he's part of the scene. And uh, and Dave's amazing. He's so humble and so um, sweet. Mm. And he's been such a part of the scene for, since, God, he's been like, 12 or 13 since he's been playing music in Reno and mm -hmm. just promoting. And it, it, that's his, that's his lifeline, you know, yeah. like he started the, um, we did last year. So they brought in all the kids uh -huh. and at, to Jub Jubs and we did like a drums forum. So we mm -hmm. had a bunch of local musicians come in and a bunch of kids who came in and they just took one kid per person and they just started teaching them drums Look at Jubs that. and just had everything out. We were gonna set, we were set to do another one this year, so it was gonna be guitar and like uh -huh. bring all the kids in, uh -huh. bring all the cool musicians in, and then we're just gonna sit with the kids one on one and start to teach them and like mm -hmm. just give them the the, the love and the vibe. Yeah. Like here's what oh, it's you so know? important. See, and a lot of people talk to me about scene, and I don't believe a lot of them, even in this town. And I I'm pretty outspoken about that. Sometimes it's it's tended to get me in trouble. It's tended to keep me out of trouble. Uh, 
but I believe it when you say it. I understand a person who really just knows that like life is stressful and at the end of the week you just want to fucking pour a beer on your head and watch your favorite band and scream and holler and then go back to work Monday like nothing happened yeah. and think if anybody knows about your wild man inside. That's that's what this and it starts young. You know, we're cutting these all these music programs out of schools. Now you got a venue so that terrifying. wants to step yeah. up for a tenth of what they were given the school district, you guys could be doing classes regularly and keep your fucking business functioning. Yeah. Why are there no solutions? Where are our leaders during this time? That's a huge post to go viral. This is a huge room with huge resources. Yeah. We're not allowed to do music or anything anymore. It's terrifying. Like, my kids go into school and it's, you know, they he can't play music. Like, my teachers that, that he... So I took... I kept him at home because my mom lives with us and she's almost 70 and you know um i was like hey it's it's fine we're home obviously currently i'm not working a lot mm-hmm, so i can mm-hmm. i can be with you and Fuck do this yeah. stuff um and they were like well what do you want to do for music i was like he's already playing banjo and guitar and you know he's played violin we're <laughs> doing all the things like yeah, yeah you know they're like what do you want to do and i was like i'm just gonna keep doing it because it sucks that you guys can't do it right now we don't They've cut all the arts funding. They've cut all the music. And yeah, that, and it's, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. And um, it's terrifying. We could the do kid, it as they a They need it. Though. And I'll tell you this. There's no kid out there that's going to be learning the drums on Zoom. You can't. You can't. You got to have your fucking hands on it. Mm-hmm. It's got to be there. You got to experience the feeling. You it, the, the the mere vibration of the drum. It's a very visceral experience yeah. that you can't do. You know. Yeah. Are you a music player as well? No. No. I mean, I have, but I don't anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. I understand. Yeah, yeah. What what instrument did you play when you were playing? <laughs> Unfortunately, I played the flute. I moved to um, from Oklahoma to uh, Reno in fifth grade in the middle of school. Yeah, yeah. So there was zero choices left for me. Uh-huh. And they were like, you can play clarinet or flute. And I was like, uh, I guess I'll play flute. <laughs> I did indeed play a clarinet as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same reasons. Yeah. Jethro Tull played a flute. Jethro Tull did not play a clarinet. Yeah. <laughs> so you came out I've on played guitar. Ending. We play. I have several. Um, he's got a banjo in the house. We have three guitars we sit down together and try to learn as much as we can so mm-hmm, i'm mm-hmm. trying to as an adult just be like let's i can do this you yeah, know i can yeah. do it at the same time as you can uh-huh. he's much better than me but uh yeah well that's what we do one of the reasons i brought you over here on purpose was so that you could see we have a little stage and a proper setup and some lighting and some things and you have a lot of bands willing to step up and make something happen for Jub Jubs because Jub Jubs deserves to be a part of Reno. When we went into the brew house, one of our primary discussions was we're only a so often thing with the big bangers. And we're going to bring the kind that make this room look a little more elegant. And then Cargo has its place with what it does on its regular mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the all ages shows. And then Jub Jubs has a very special niche in the world for everything in between those two rooms. Which was our goal. You know, and it really needs to be here. Uh, Thank you. We, anything that we can do for that, if we want to roll these guys out and let them play here and film that and project that out and put Venmos out and just start making it happen. That might be a 
fantastic idea for some people who aren't able to record the way they would like to for the Mary Anarchy event. Yeah. If we could maybe somehow offer this up. Done. I think that would be fucking amazing. Fucking done. We'll come All right, up. All right, cool. The, this, Wyatt will have some something that he has to edit and, and some workload. So we, we may do like an 80-20 type split with the studio, whatever. 80, obviously, that yeah. goes your way. But but if we just roll those things one after another, I think we could really generate some attention to this because I think there's a real thing happening that because we're not um, in the COVID ICU, hands-on the virus or tackling uh, social justice racism issues from behind a badge or something like that that our neighborhood bartenders don't really have a place in this world and that's just not fucking okay 60 percent of our of our social psychology and and therapy comes from our neighborhood bartender yeah. don't give me that shit yeah yeah for sure how many people have you counseled to health in a given day <laughs> once again a yeah, video yeah. for the smile uh, yeah. is so necessary <laughs> for you but that's that's what makes me happy, you know. That's that's my that's my joy to vive, you know. Like yeah. I want to be here. I want to create community for everybody. You project like, a happy too. You have bright colors, purple and gold together. They go nice. Big hair, red hair, black. <laughs> you know, you have a thing that happens of happiness when you walk in. I, I'm. I think that I think we need to make something happen. To make sure you're fucking here when this shit is over. I I honestly think that whoever as a venue survives this, we'll be able to hopefully as a community be like, all right, we've got this and we're going to pull it all together and we'll do it. Cause it, I feel like a, there was a lot, there was maybe too many venues or too mm -hmm. many. There's a lot of make a quick buck people out restaurants there. or things happening. Yeah. And so things weren't good and you didn't have all the right choices, but if we can sort of narrow everything down and then say, all right, we really want to focus and yeah. make, what's happening the best it can be i think mm -hmm. that that will be the one shining star out of all of this bullshit that's i think you're that's right happening you know our, our scene has morphed into this thing where we aren't really honoring the talent and the art anymore it, it continues to sort of deteriorate into this social culture which i i'm gonna be honest i blame city hall a little bit and I'm going to tell you a little more about that as I trickle this down because I'm watching our leaders really closely right now as we struggle out loud before the public's eyes and no one says a fucking word. I got they a family. You got a family. Mm -hmm. A good fucking family that somebody 3,000 miles away said they'd do anything for. This shit matters. And when, when I see a guy who flings notes on the doors of everybody like we're supposed to still be closed and we've been doing it wrong yeah. and then blames the city staff and shit. I don't want to fucking hear that. Don't tell me that. Mm -hmm. uh, so so that's the first rung. The second rung is how it, it kind of turns more into, I've, I saw some really good bands this last 18 months that didn't really have anybody checking them out. And I saw some really crappy bands that had like kind of this consistent thing. And I noticed that it's like, there's a couple people out there in this music scene that will twist you. And like, if you don't come support us, we're going to really just shame you and make you feel stupid about being a part of music. So there's some toxins that I hope do shake out in this. That was another thing I was going to say as I, as I made my point for why Jeb should be here is some of these people shouldn't, they should go to Tesla and get a job because they need to understand. They don't know much about the business they're in. Yeah. I think, um, it's a good thing and a bad thing. 
that mm. just happened you know like it mm -hmm. definitely weeded out a lot of people who were just like we got money we can make stuff happen and we're taking away mm. from the people who have have been doing this as a lifestyle for mm -hmm. a long time because yeah i don't have corporate backing mm -hmm. like the the yeah, cargo or um yeah. you know mm -hmm. uh all the saint guys this and they did some really good like we just yeah this was all our money that we put into it and everything that we made we put right back into it there was no we didn't take out loans we didn't do anything this was all heart and soul and elbow grease and mm. you know it did weed out a lot of the the corporate bullshit on a lot of levels sure. yeah, yeah. but it's really hard for those of us who like i said don't have that corporate backing to well yeah because now holding on now that weeding out process is yeah. starting to get up into the stuff that isn't corrupted yeah right the stuff that should be there that's built to be there for a reason i mean it, it's like it's not it's not an accident that it's the same three buildings that house all of reno's venues right yeah. that's that's because that's so what that because is because we've been working yes. for uh, like a decade to and make this that's right solid feeling an establishment like that's yes. that's all i've been doing you know and living that, breathing that dreaming it wasn't yeah. doing that before you got in mm -hmm. there you know it is about the people running it uh who else talk about some others on your crew uh josh he's my partner he's amazing too he's the graphics guy he's the you know he um works with the the burning man community and has mm -hmm. been doing mm -hmm. all this you know he's been here since day one and is really good at seeing um the art side of it and being able to help us like i said he's my he's our graphic artist he he's really got that the details down to how are we gonna portray this for the art scene to see mm -hmm, it like mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. because it's really important that you have somebody who can take it and put it into a graphics that makes sense to put it out there because it's super important that somebody yeah, it's, it's a cohesive statement that we've got a little you know a picture that yeah. means everything let and me give you the example you ready for this i'm gonna just say it and you tell me the image you think of okay i'm gonna say the band rolling stones what do you see oh it's just the mouth the fucking yeah. tongue mouth that's right yeah. that's what you're talking about when you got somebody who knows how to identify your place that's mm -hmm. one of the things too when i say jub jubs deserves to be here that's part of the fullness of that statement they have a full identity that the community at large recognizes. People want to go to concerts. When when we talk about concerts, we all can think about that really good time where we were the one pouring beer on our own head, even if that was like a once in a lifetime thing, right? And and our that's the part of concerts we all want to hold on to. So we don't really stop to think about the community end of concerts, how important it is to have uh, that 13 year old kid become interested in the drums because he wants to join a band. It's okay for him to have rock star dreams at that time. Mm -hmm. If he's 40 and calling mom for his rent, it's time to let go of the dream. That's kind of how that looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so important because what's going to inspire that kid? Somebody else that's doing it in a way that speaks to him. And the, the visual is imperative that's why all ages venues are so important so important I, I love the fact that we have the duality of both yes i think that has contributed immensely to our ability to branch and reach all of those different vibes because we exactly can have right, on one side a small hip-hop show that's all ages and on the other side it's a metal show and these and people start coming together and i've seen shows at the end of the night where it's completely opposite we've got 
like I said, maybe metal in the bar room and, you know, rap on the other side. Right. And when the show's over, everybody comes over to the bar side and all these metal kids and these rap kids, they're playing Prince and, you know, all kinds of stuff on the yeah, jukebox. They and everybody's partying together and, and yes. they're all, they become a team. And I think that's one of the really um, great and um, unusual things mm-hmm. that Jub Jubs offers is that we have the ability to do everything. And that, like I said, that was part of my business plan was to never, I didn't want to be a niche bar. I didn't want to put myself into anything. We are here for the community. Like, I don't care who you are. If you're a good person, come hang out with us. I love watching you get riled up. (laughs) Hell yeah. You know, you say, I think any venue that isn't a gaming house should be all ages because there really isn't any reason not to be. But what happens is it's the same. You know, the government, especially our local governments here, as we talk about, they they would love to have us believe that these inconsistencies have something to do with COVID-19. They don't. No. The fact of the matter is at the Reno Events Center, which is a government-owned and operated building and operation. They have beer concessions in the hallways that you just take your beer right on inside. It's no problem. Now, something about the element of that to them is different from your room because it's bigger. But it's the same fucking thing. My dad took me to concerts at places like New Oasis. I already, you know. Yeah. So, so that one now now you say oh well in the gaming house okay well the grand theater is all ages it's smack in the center of the casino i'm really not making a connection for why certain people are and certain people aren't i will say that looking at covid and the way that my unemployment goes and looking at who's allowed to do certain kinds of entertainment and who's not and how robotically and 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 really without professional consultation that those decisions are being made. I just can't help but notice that's the same pattern that we're being selective about who's important. And one of those in the pattern is not related to COVID. So if we're going to really do it right, we got to get people open. We got to get people used to just living with this thing. Now, you know, I don't know old normal, new normal. In my head, I picture a meme. You remember the meme with the bearded guys? It was like a toothpaste for dinner. And they were just kind of this funky, like sketch drawn. They weren't quite stick figures, but it was these two guys. And they're they're basically stick men, but they both have these big, badass beards. And the one guy says, yo. And the other guy says, hey, man. And then above, it just says in quotes, beard power. <laughs> so I'm picturing that meme four boxes right and they're just blank box blank box blank box and then in the fourth box they're both wearing masks and it just says new normal totally it's not a fucking new normal it's some weird temporary thing we got to do that'll go back and it's, it's time to start a, living among it I, yeah it's not a big deal though I have no problem wearing a mask in public if this is what we need to do totally. so that we can we can live our lives I got no fucking problem. Absolutely. I don't understand why anybody does. Don't prevent us from business. No. The mask thing. I'm, you know, we got masks in the studio. We're sanitizing after every session and, and we want people to use the sanitizer bottle. And I'm, I'm same as you. I'm like, I'm with the program wearing it, especially because regardless of my beliefs, if it's effective or what I don't wear, I I wear it as little as possible because I like to continue to keep my immune system rolling. But as far as being a good neighbor, yeah, fuck what the fuck do I care? I'll wear a mask, you know, and especially if it gets concerts rolling. 
but but if you're gonna make us have all these restrictions then then don't also yeah either give us a restriction or tell us we can't do it but don't you this wavering in the middle of bullshit oh like you guys could be open or you could do this oh you can do that oh wait we take it back it's it's um yeah we can't have the part of the economy that charges us working while the part of the economy that pays us doesn't exactly something about that feels is off. is terrible yeah. yeah and 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 it's basically just um the government saying we don't view you as a viable part of the economy yeah and which is what they've been doing for years is like art and music and these things like uh how does that really make money um it would make money if you didn't view us as it's okay. piece of shit. Fucking uh, like yeah, people need this for fucking life. Like without music and arts, it's depression really, and you brutal. know horrible yeah. shit Early starts. Death like we've all, all pretty much, it's a proven fact that you have to have this stuff in your life to be a happy, well balanced person. And that's yes. the and it's it's not just a. A problem with I don't think COVID. It's been going on for a long time, where absolutely. they've been cutting the, all of this out of this the when, school system and whatever. Yeah, You're absolutely right. On the local side of it too, when you pack your house full of a thousand people, how many do you interact with that came to town for that reason? Yeah. You know what I mean. So well, in a tourist yeah. dependent city, yeah, and they still oh, behave yeah. treat us like that, and we're filling up the downtown area, going to all these restaurants, all these other places that they deem important, yeah. more important than us. We're the ones who brought those. 1,500 people downtown. That exactly. Night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's Reno in general is a arts-based community. We've, yes. And, 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 and it's really unfortunate that we didn't think that that was really, I mean, I'm sorry, but your fancy car is art. You spent time on that. You you did the things. Your your street bike. Your, so great, what you you're know, saying. like all of the, just the wings, the, you know, the, all of these different, the Burning Man, all of these little, all these things that we bring into Reno are art. Food yes. is art. Your body, body um, painting is art. Uh, Burning Man is art. All of these things, like that's what Reno is. We, yes, we are. We have, we are. Ha- that's have what our always humanity been. is, right? We are. We are a very cowboy town with Fucking the, the biggest underground art scene, and it has been forever. I moved here in 1985, and it's always been like that. I mean, cow, cowboy man. poetry was a fucking huge thing back then, Hell and yeah. like the art scene. Anybody who has, knows John yeah. Tyson knows exactly it's what you're talking about. It's always been like that. Yes, we are. We are definitely a. <sighs> We're kick ass, is what we are. Yeah, and we need to be allowed we, to fucking kick ass. We and need chew to bubble gum yeah. like we fucking do. That's why. And we're be out of bubble right gum yeah. for God's sake. Yeah. You know something, I think what you're speaking to, can I tell you something? I think that the government in any sense, local, state, federal, global, would love to go back to the original model from like 10,000 years ago (laughs) where there was like this pyramid of people that just stood and cracked the whips and the rest of us schlepped around and never went to bars and bonfires and shit. Those days are over. Mm-hmm. We like bonfires. Uh, so I'm looking at sort of that bigger picture of like, I think that our government, you know, first of all, this local government did a fantastic job of imposing themselves on invading the art community in the first place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am mil- so pro kicking government the fuck out of the arts community here. 
I couldn't yeah. even. It would. I would pull the government out of the arts so fucking fast. The whole town's head would spin. I would literally find ways to supplement that fucking room tax the same way. I'd How go to the do you get personally. to be on the city board council and then also buy fourteen to fifteen houses in your time at? lower rates because uh you know all of the people that's Bingo. where i'm like hey hillary uh, uh, stop buying all the good shit i know and, and can i tell you something <laughs> i got another one how you go from facing a bankruptcy to getting appointed to council and two weeks later and then 18 months later you're buying a 1.1 million dollar home at the top of somerset telling me you Forty thousands, not that much. I know we could go on and on, on and with on this for shit. days. Yeah, all right. Let's, let's we got hours. Time out. Yeah. Frankly, there are people in the community that would would be able to help us in in similar ways to create art, and it's a little bit more free that way. Doing jobs is one thing. You know, if the city if the city were were becoming involved in the arts to try to help artists work, that that would be one thing. But they're coming involved in the arts to do what they do, which is to help their friends work. And it just keeps being that way. I mean, you got on the one hand, we're selling a building for a dollar. And the same guy we just sold the building to the for a dollar is now trying to charge us, fuck, a million bucks for the art piece that he made in the building. We sold him for a dollar. Yeah. I, if that doesn't scream why the government should not be involved, I don't know what does. Because that man's project could have got built the same way. It just would have been somebody paying him to do the work instead of like trying to get a fat check out of it. Yeah, you the know? government buying them off. Yeah. So, oh, actually, us taxpayers. Yeah, right. Us buying them off and. and through a government to, loophole. Yeah. yeah, and they they get to strengthen their relationship because that's really what it is. I mean, look what we're doing in here today. You and I have not had much opportunity to really like speak and like get to know each other, though I'm sure you've heard plenty about me in the, the scene of music. And who knows what's true and what isn't anymore. I'm not even certain what's true about me anymore. I am a, I am a rooster illusion. Uh but here we sit, fucking talking about the shit that like actually makes sense in building relationship. We're just doing it in a healthy way where I don't have to like fleece someone else to get you in the door, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's a problem the way they deal. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I appreciate very much that the government puts money into art as the, from the, the city and the state. You know, it's, it's definitely very important, but I think... That they should um, appoint a non-biased yeah. team mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. to use the money from there, not you know. Like, and I think that right there speaks to what that person three thousand miles away said about you and your family, because you're still digging for a place of appreciation and gratitude. It's hard for me to find gratitude for what they're doing when it just seems to be this. You know, I watched this man come up from Silver Springs once. I forget his name. He's probably 60 years old and he was doing cowboy and trucker art and he was fucking great at it and he used his three minutes at public hearing to address why in the world these programs for kids that used to exist are suffering and gone and and all of us artists out here there are thousands of us can't seem to get involved with any of this 
and yet the same people are chosen over and over. Even Artie, like, uh, you know, Artie's been in this fucking scene and community for a long time. I had that guy do a live painting during Aesop Rock. There were, I don't know, a thousand plus people in there, whatever it was, some crazy number. And he's up on like a 12 foot podium, like whipping out a fucking painting during this thing. And it was awesome. And this guy's done murals and fucking walls for people in town and businesses and all this. But for some reason, when it comes to the mural expo, he's excluded every time. And I'm like, the guy's work is probably better than 40% of the newbies mm-hmm. that you're giving a shot to. But they're just not our friends or what? I don't get it. Uh, and I don't blame, that's, you know, that's I, why I it's am, hard to blame the people getting the jobs, too. You know what I mean? It's not like I would turn oh, it down. No, about who you course, know. And fuck, it's not, you know? And it's not a dig on the guys who are getting it. That's why I tiptoe around this. But that's why I, I'm weary about as nice of a sentiment it is, as it is. I don't. I start to get to the point where I don't want a, you know the government involved in the arts at all because it, it's hard. You're not going to find a non-bias. Oh, to the, you know what I mean. You can find 100%. people better than they've been doing it now, mm-hmm. but it's it exclusify exclusifies it. Yeah. That's a, concept but even the collective and then it's like there's that no we competition. would suggest yeah are like the same we don't even it, it should it, there's no competition because really they, just they be nixed it free right. thing. and then and because a, a business whether it's local or if someone comes here and starts a business they say all the murals and like oh there's kind of a movement here and then where do they go to find that information out and they go to the, the city, city and it goes to the same guys who are the best yeah, town. hey, look, and I'll tell you the truth. But do they go to the those truth guys, of my thought, to- The truth of my thinking, right, while you bring this topic up is I would trust Joe C. Rock with about 90% of the murals uh-huh. out there. Right. Uh, so, so in my mind, it's like if you're the city and that's how you want to cultivate it through Joe, mm-hmm. uh, that's great. But let's give Joe the fucking tools and budgets he needs to be able to rally other muralists and keep a rotating thing and get other people jobs. And and then he can elevate to the top even further. I mean, can yeah, be but it's hard for people like Joe because Joe is a is an artist, first yeah, and foremost. Totally. He's not a city worker. He right. doesn't nope. want to be involved in that. He, and they just keep canning him this. Yeah. And I mean, Joe it. lives. So his mom lives up the street from me. And he's been painting murals on her garage for years. And yep. the city's been taking him down because he wasn't allowed famous enough <laughs> yeah. until recently. Uh-huh. So and just recently, yeah. he's been able to keep those up because he's gotten in with the city. And it's, um, I see it, I recognize it. I'm like, that's cool, but also that's fucked. Well, and, and because before a, yeah. they would just come and paint over it because they were like, oh, that's art, even though it's private property. That's his mom's yeah. fucking house in her garage. She could right. put whatever she wants in her garage. That's insane. But people were like, oh, no, you can't do this. And do they and take then, the liberty to come over and just gray it they out? Just, no, they just do it. Same thing they do at Jubs when anybody puts we it. We put like, an actual had, fucking mural up at the south of Midtown that was a mural. Clearly mm-hmm. not, you know. Yeah. Private and property. they came over and gray blocked the whole yep. fucking body. Though if, if there's a name on on it that they have tagged but that's fucked up because we've had the same things too they're like oh no this is there's somebody's name up here you're like well first of all their name's not done the the inclusivity is awfully on the the rules a lot it depends on whose name is tagged on there that they're okay with have you do they uh consider you a tagger or do they consider you a muralist and a lot of uh 
up and coming muralists have been taggers in the past. Oh, yeah. So yeah. their names the are yep. um, on the no no list and they will just immediately come and um, paint over it, even though you've allowed them to do this mm -hmm. and they're not going to write their name. They're not going to do anything. They're just mm -hmm. like, oh, this is actually an art piece that I paid for and I'm, yeah. you know, doing this. And they're like, no, this guy. This well, is, there, there's it's a solution a here. Yeah, yeah. There's a solution here. And that's the other thing, too, is the people don't have any say on which ones get to say. Because obviously, if there's something that's commonly agreed upon, that like a vulgarity or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. If it's, then, you put a right. 5150 or yeah. what's the one like shooting cops is like 30. Yeah. So there needs to be some sort of, if it's going to continue to be managed through the city government for art, which I think is such a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You oxymoron. Get, it's but, easy to uh, go both directions, but, but complete your thought. Voting upon certain things that go certain places or or which ones get to stay and, and, and having a communication situation for these for the arts. That's I totally agree. Yeah. You should be able to say this is a mural or this mm. is a tagging. Right. And yeah. like as a as a business owner or whatever, you should be like, Hey guys, mm -hmm. I'm allowing them to do this. Mm -hmm. I want this here. We pr we promise we won't put up any, you know, um Tetes. Yeah, or any, yeah. you know, things that are offensive to right. the police or whatever right. cuz that's a lot of it is that uh, they'll put in like that what's the one that's fuck the police yeah. or ours whatever the taggers, it's 3140 or something. Of yeah, responsibility yeah. to yeah. make sure that they're not making our city look foolish. Yeah. Yes. So we have to own that half of it on this side if we make that that that, that uh, exactly. debate for them. But I will say that the more you cut this apart to me, the more it looks like another example of when when the dollars and the publicity are out there, the city is an art fucking town, baby. But when it comes to working with the artists and actually allowing them things that will give them avenues to make a living with their art. We don't really want to do anything with that, and if you do it on your own, we yeah, might have you to better stop pay you us your um, charge you some fees, your money for your permit before. Yeah, is where they're at. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because uh, you know I've not done nothing but support the city and give them yeah, my exactly. money and pay everything on time and like try to make stuff happen. Right. And then they're like, oh, well, no, you need this. I'm like, hey, I already called you and asked you and you said it was okay, but then somebody else came through and said it wasn't okay, and now you're fining me a thousand dollars because. The first, yeah, the person I said, I talked to said it was okay, and then somebody else down the yeah. line was not okay with it. Well, and, fuck, you know. What you're describing right now is exactly what dragged Eddie Lorton into politics. Do you know much about Eddie Lorton? I do. Tell me what you know about Eddie Lorton. It's okay. You could be candid with us. Uh, We've heard it all. Yeah, I um, I won't go into details. I know the, the um, places he owns, the people that he's dealt with, and, you know, his... His um going back how far method of uh, uh at least eight years eight years okay that's good that's a good that's a manageable yeah, yeah. number yeah okay yeah okay so you're talking from the landlord perspective yeah oh, okay that's... and then going into politics after that oh even after that okay yeah yeah, yeah. so, so you're, he, you're going he back hasn't been in politics no yeah 2014 is when he yeah was. yeah he mm -hmm. was I've I've known him landlording. Before then, and then his foray into politics. Were you and, a, a tenant of his, actually? No. No, you never were. Okay. No, um, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that. I I have a different point of view. I still had a slumlord landlord uh, 
That's same, same, I same, wanna, same, I wanna basically. I want to just pause yeah. for a second at that word, because that word is the one that keeps getting floated. And that word came from the bird, and I don't mind saying mm-hmm. it. The bird, 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 floated the word. What the bird I, is the word. What I find okay. interesting is the video that Eddie actually released today has the owner of the bluebird talking about him being a fair and loyal landlord. And I think that what happens is sometimes you can have slum tenants, and I don't mind saying that about one of the cats, because I had an experience with him that let me know exactly who he was. Now, uh, the other guy, there was another owner that recently went out of there. I don't know him. The Bluebird thing, they had too many chefs in their kitchen, and they had some guys stealing from them, and they had rent problems, and every month he had to file the eviction and go through the whole process of getting his rent. Now, they... They demoed that front room and they made it beautiful after that. Mm-hmm. The sound system in there is... Everything about it is is stellar. Mm-hmm. Now, first, I want to address the roof of that building. I'm telling you all this because I've managed that building for from 2005 all the way up until Chris Hubble and the Bluebird guys took it over, except mm-hmm. for the Remy days. I was in there for a while with the Remy days. That's a person I can't even... He's one of those make-a-quick-buck guys that needs to go away if you ask me. Uh, but so the roof has this like strip piece in the middle because the front roof is an, an a frame and the back roof comes down and then has this weird kind of what was essentially like an upstairs. Why office. they did any of this for roofing in the sixties. I am not fucking sure. Cause Insane. that's my building too. It's, You're it's totally like a flat right. and then it's like, burp, and then yep. it, it lowers down here and then there's two drains on yep. one side of the building. Like, wh- well, why? here's the fuck thing on this. <laughs> This one V's into the center of the building, and then in the center has a thing that goes up like this through the middle, which is where they built the offices in that back. That defeats the purpose of a roof. Yeah. So there's, yeah, yeah. it's totally <laughs> we'll backwards, just keep right? everything right here. Yeah. Exactly. Now what happens in there is there's a drain that cuts off the back, so it does drain out just fine. But over time, there are some uh, small little cracks in the thing, right? And every year when I worked there, before the fucking fall would hit i would go up there with the sealant it took me it took me about 45 minutes to do the whole fucking thing mm-hmm. and i would seal the roof and there would never be a leak not a problem now he tells every tenant that he gave them the same option that he gave me that he gave chris hubble that he gave all of us you can either have this the building is 7250 square feet both sides you can either have both sides as is and i'll give it to you at five grand like 70 cents a square foot. I mean, it's dirt, right? Or you can take the dollar 38, whatever it is, for the whole thing. Nobody wants the back. Well, no, I'll tell you, I'm going to get to the back in a second. The whole thing, you can take it for like 8,500 a month, right? Which works out to be like a dollar 10 a square foot or something. But really, that's a small number for what should be an 8,000, a thousand cap room. Yeah, but. Yeah, I hear you. I know how it is. Uh, but but let me let me let me read you there. In the event they take that more expensive lease, he gives them two hundred thousand in TIs up front. We'll fucking deck this building out to two hundred K. If you take the bigger lease, right? Because over the five years he's gonna make that two hundred K back and Doesn't his, he just fix the roof? I'm gonna explain to you. Okay. These guys ran out of money. When they went into that back room and they demoed that whole fucking room, which in my opinion was beautiful as it was. But they demoed that whole room and ran out of money when they couldn't fix it. Additionally, during the demo, they damaged something structural. 
Okay, the roof is not an issue. The roof's what they make an issue for the public, so they can say slumlord. They damaged something structural, which he should have, in my opinion, evicted them on the spot for, because you you structurally damaged the building and you cannot repair it. So you violated the lease, and now I'm stuck with this a quarter million dollar repair. He's not going to go in there and fucking fix it for him to break it again, and I don't blame him. It didn't go that way. And, and the problem is the video he put out today actually has Caleb from the Bluebird going on there and saying, Eddie likes loyalty. He's, a, he's been good to us. He gave us a, a half rent the whole COVID. He's worked with us along the way. It, it's basically only been in times where we were jerking him around that he got the thing where they tried to change all the security doors on him and stuff so that he couldn't come around the, you know, just stuff like that. You can't do things that violate your lease and expect him to not be upset. You're dealing with a man who's never bounced a check in his life, who's worked with his hands since he was 18. He built his carpet cleaning business the same way. That's where he got the money to start the underground in the first place. Uh, when I came on to work for him at the underground, my dad had just been killed, right? He was, my dad was shot by a gunman's bullet. And that changed me from um, being this clear channel, like putting up billboards, stuffy, like kid guy that I was being at the time. I went to work for Ed. So the parts of Ed where he runs people and will mow you over, most definitely have existed. But now... The Bluebird, I don't actually expect them to go anywhere. He and Caleb have a pretty good thing going. The Slumlord thing came from uh, this this Welcome to Beautiful MNV page that used to exist. I don't find it accurate. I saw Ed get just as screwed as, like, even when Remy left. Everything that's bolted to the place belongs to the building. He ripped all the sinks out, half the plumbing, you know, taking stuff. That's my my experience. I'm with the him. same with my landlord did the same. Same, same. He was like, oh, that belongs to me. And I was like, no, it doesn't. You didn't yeah. fucking pay for this bar that I got shipped from Tahoe that yeah. I paid fucking 150. Totally you different know? Like, when you put it in you. there. You yeah. don't get this. Like, but and it he, was the same. Like, no, because he said the same. Like, everything that's in the ground is mine. I'm like, no, it's not. You didn't put that in there. You don't have anything. That's a yep. very... He, my landlord wouldn't fix the roof either. We've been there mm. for 10 fucking mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. I put in the heaters. I did everything. He didn't do a goddamn thing. Like yeah, That yeah, was yeah. the deal when he came in. He'd been fucked over by plenty of people, which I <laughs> probably, I you know, he yeah. did the same thing. He was like, no, it's all mine. And, and as a young new business owner, I didn't have any other choice. Yeah. So I signed the deal, but it's not a fucking fair deal. Why do uh, I have to fix the fucking now roof? Now, when you say you didn't have any other choice, you didn't have any other choice in terms uh, of... What do I do? Like, do I want to go keep going my business? Yeah. Where do I... Do I move somewhere? I can't. Oh, you were already in there when I was, that decision So when we started, we you. were in the small part, the small part of the bar. Got and it. then the other side was the... Um, it was like a... La Fiesta, so it was like a Latino okay. uh, uh-huh. quinceanera wedding reception hall on the other side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we started, we just took over from the, uh, it was the broken spoke, and it was just the bar over got there. It. So we signed the lease, like, and we got coerced into it by the landlord. Um, uh-huh. Happened to know them forever. Uh, it. And it was a good idea. I wanted to do it. It wasn't like I got... You know, duped or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but he was know, definitely encouraging. Encouraging, Got it. yeah. Uh-huh. And then, so when we took over the other side, it was like, no, you have to do this. And then we're not gonna like you don't 
it's a there are definitely landlord tenants that can happen situations sign like oh i don't have to do anything like mm-hmm. and you sign that deal and what are you going to do you're like oh well i can you know um move my business forward or i can not sign this deal yeah 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 uh mm-hmm. and, and it's a very scary thing as a as a new tenant to come and you're like oh this looks bad but um i i, I need to advance myself as far as this goes and, and there's definitely the same thing red flags were everywhere like he basically said yeah i'm not fixing anything in the building it's all up to you mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and you have to pay us this much for five years but you know you know you can make it and you know you're gonna do it you're doing really well and uh, it does that whole like schmoozy thing and you're like fuck yeah i want to do this i want to make see, my business work and that's how that's the slumlord bullsh- narrative yeah, thing gets out honestly it's the same. like that- nobody it's not that you don't want to help me but you're you know it and you know how and I, I believe that's the same with eddie he knows what the rules are for property management for all of this whereas those of us who are coming in who just want to start a business and mm-hmm. who are like we're putting our heart into this those are like oh i see those red flags but i'm also going to just kind of put them behind me because my dream is more important than these three little red flags that I don't know how to fucking deal with. I've definitely had to trudge up some uphill shit. That's where I feel like, you know, Eddie has taken advantage of a lot of people. Ah, My landlord has done the same things like, yeah, you, you know, that how to have it in writing that, you know, um, it's not, it's not going to be your fault when it comes down. Yeah. You know, you are not going to suffer at the end of this. However, this person who's just signed this lease with you, if they don't do well, this, now, they're going to suffer I, more. There's a couple things I would say. He still has to pay the mortgage on that building. So if the tenant don't pay rent, he's paying five grand a month yeah. for the building that's not doing the business that it should. And Yeah, a but then you can also kick them the fuck out and get somebody else in. And you own that building but at he the end doesn't. of the day. That's that person thing. went three months back rent. These guys every month not paying on time, always late, always excuses. Mm-hmm. You can't expect somebody to keep doing that. I, the only reason I say this is because I, w- I want to draw some distinctions. What you described about your story is quite a bit different from what the Bluebird guys went through, even if it sounds on the surface similar. They didn't have to go in there. You did. You were already, your business was already there. We didn't have to take over the other side. Sure, but if you're going to do a concert venue, you're not going to move your already existing mm-hmm. business. These guys could have gone anywhere, right? Anywhere. If you're not going to have... Me personally, I would never go into a deal where I was considering spending two or $300,000 on a business and not have an attorney look at the fucking lease. That just sounds crazy to me. I, I don't know who, what passion could drive you away from, from doing the process correctly first. But, but even with that, you got the choice... You didn't have the choice. They had the choice to get the roof fixed or not. You didn't have the choice to get the roof fixed or not. That was on me. Right? These are those distinctions that are important because it's easy to, that that narrative sort of starts to apply to all landlords, not just Ed, not just yours, but everybody starts to go, my landlord is also a slumlord because when actuality, they have just as much exposure as the business. You're taking a risk with your business. They're taking a risk with you as a tenant. And if you don't follow through, they can't follow through. If You see what I'm saying? I get it, but at the same time, I didn't offer the the shitty deal like my landlord did or like, you know, other I mean, all these I other th- people deal. For me personally, 60 took- cents a square foot. If, if I got that deal from the Bluebird, what they got, 
I wouldn't have any of these problems. I can tell you right now. Yeah, but that was in a different time. We're talking about like when I signed my deal, this was six years ago too. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And Yours it was so a different. totally different mm-hmm. thing. Like now it's not the same, uh, you know, and I wouldn't have done it. Same thing. If I probably would have had a landlord come in or a lawyer come in and just be like, no, you're fucking no, you don't, have to, yeah. you don't slow your roll. But I, uh, as a business owner, was like, I can do this. I'm looking at my projections. I got this. Like, I That's can do it. it. And you've and, done it. That's and I the did thing. do it. I mean, there right? was definitely months where we couldn't pay on time or mm-hmm. we had to, you know, I had to call. You? you know, they worked with me for okay. sure. I was never three months behind on rent ever. Yeah, that's a, that's uh, a big fucking margin. That's a big deal. But um, yeah, I also didn't pay myself for six months sometimes to make yeah. it work as well. And that's the painful fucking part yeah, of this. you know. The most um, painful part, honestly, is the acknowledgement that as the business owner and as the building owner, you're not making anything. Uh, so it's it's it really comes down to that working together thing we started this conversation about. Eddie Lauren's just as much a part of this fucking music scene as anybody. And as sad as that is to have to face as a reality, it's a fucking reality. And, and all, the, I mean, the guy says the same thing to everybody all the time. I'm just a landlord. I just want my rent. And everybody wants him to be involved in their stuff so that there's some extra support there. But they want that because he's like a solid foundation for being able to fucking do what he is supposed to do. And, and that's where I've had trouble biting my tongue. I'll tell you a funny, interesting thing. Actually, in 2014, when he first started running, I did not want him to do anything with politics. He's he's he was always Mr. Big Dick at that time. Right. Mm -hmm. He was just going to fucking bring the hammer. And that's what it was. And even when he worked with you, he was still kind of like bringing that hammer. So I called the mayor on the phone on her cell phone. I had to track this person's phone number down and call her on the phone. We had this hour long conversation that was just so enlightening. And one of the things I told her was I Eddie's one of my closer people i mean when my dad was killed this man stepped up to like help me become a man he taught me fucking work ethic and where that stuff works and and i'm good at that stuff even when i was shitty at it so in 2014 i said i I don't really want him to do this i'd like to join your campaign and and beat him in such a way that he doesn't return to politics i think he's just better suited to be a business owner in the community and he can be impactful that way I called Hillary to, to, to join the campaign and tell her that I was friends with him, but I, I just wanted him to not win. And it seemed super well received and everything was good and great and wonderful. And, you know, she told me, oh, yeah, I didn't want to run either. I got asked because, you know, Eddie's lawsuit made it to where nobody could run. And now I have to run for him. And, and they spent the rest of the fucking history trying to change that term limits thing that never got challenged with the Supreme Court. But... Basically, what happened was the moment I announced myself as a friend to Eddie Lorton, suddenly our mural got painted over. It was within weeks. I, I asked her personally to be involved with the mural project because what it was was a definition for where Midtown would begin. In the north side, we know it's California. We know, right, where Midtown starts. Mm-hmm. But on the south, is it Mount Rose Street? Is it Plum? Is it further down? Are we including Park Lane? Who's Midtown? Well, we put it right at Plum because that's where Y and I are like, this is it's fucking Plum Lane. That's what yeah. it is. So right at that jelly donut, that big fucking beautiful gray wall on the old Pac Bell building that's now a nail salon, we had this big fucking welcome to Midtown mural. I remember that. Asked them to be involved. They painted over it instead. Because I'm a friend of Lorden. And that's that's the only fucking reason that I spend time trying to balance that scale. Because even the Proud Boys thing, man, 
If I told you the setup for that, we'll go off record and I'll tell you how that fucking set up. That was a real doozy played very well by City Hall and our local media. They want to fuck this guy at every turn because he outs it. Look what they did at Lake Ridge. Do you see that? The whole community said, do not approve this Lake Ridge project. We want the tennis court and the pool. And the pool. They fucking approved it anyway. And then now it's stalled. It's not only stalled. Here's how it happened. Reese gave a no vote. The fucking developer comes in, pays him five grand. It was like 40. No, it's five grand. Gives him a $5,000 donation to his campaign. Whoop, flops it over to a yes vote. The developer goes in and levels the pool, levels the tennis courts. It's all demoed. The fucking citizens start to rise up and nobody's saying shit. Well, Lorton does what he does. Goes on his Facebook and, hey, everybody pay attention to Lake Ridge. The next fucking day after that post, the application's pulled. So now we've got a leveled project because it's more of that shit. And he just keeps getting them. So they'll hit him. That project was going to be leveled before, to be honest. I mean, I, so I was on, um, I went to school here and I was on the swim team forever and swam at Lake Ridge and Uh, was part of the the swim community there forever. mm -hmm. And when I saw that was coming down, like reached out to a bunch of people and there was nobody that I saw in the community that was for that project at all. Nobody. Everybody up there was like, uh, no, why? Yeah. We, we, this is the greatest thing we have around here. Why? And, and you could use it and not be a member of Lake Ridge. You yeah. could go there. It was for the schools. It was for everybody, all those apartments in the community, everybody around there, they could go and do that and be, and, and not have to, they were able to go visit the pool and not have to pay to be a part of Lake Ridge, which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Lake Ridge is very shishy. Yeah, you know, sure. like, oh, we have to pay a bunch and blah, blah. You're like, okay, you're a bunch of old white people. I get it. But, uh, you know, <laughs> can I just... Community, baby. Yeah, can Community I just... Community It's very much the old school Reno scene right up there. Uh, sure. But the fact that you could... Anybody in the could go and use it as a public pool. Yeah, there was, was all the, the really Lakeridge nice. apartments yeah. up there and all that. I lived in that with my cousin. Mm-hmm. I used the pool regularly for the same reasons. It was open to the public. And now in this time of COVID, imagine we need all these outdoor activities. Yeah. You gotta have tennis courts and indoor pool, of yeah. course. But but you gotta have places to go and things to do for people. And that's it's just one yeah, example. Yeah, there's no Moana you know. pool, there's no Lake Ridge, there's I mean they're taking they're taking everything away. Oh, no. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. And it just keeps draining. I know it's, it's such a downer. We started with such great like music scene, like mm-hmm. up. They yeah, was cut the second fun. half yeah, of this yeah. shit off. <laughs> uh, but I would like to, you know, talk to your crew of people because honestly, to get it back to a positive note where we're not all just crabby about the surf, because that's surface level shit. Really, mm-hmm. the root of it is is that like my heart and my guts want to see music here. And, Me too. And I don't care. And I, we have a know. lot of ideas. I think is the community, um, those of us that have been doing this for our entire lives and who don't know what to do without it. Mm-hmm. We have um, as maybe depressed as we are right now, we also have a whole list of, of things that we know we could do if we just had the ability to enact them. Yeah, I think you're so right about that. I, I would like to get people in here and just one after another, let's focus the main goal on save jobs and then fucking from there, we'll see what else we can build. All right, I'm you down. Know? We, uh, we're doing meetings work once a week, so I'll talk to my crew and then we'll see. Because what we wanted to do is kind of do like... Um, Mostly uh, pre-recorded, so everybody can. You, we're gonna give them five minutes per act. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're gonna do, and then I know some people don't have the capability to have a camera or you know um, microphones or whatever to record mm-hmm, there, but mm-hmm. they want to participate. 
So if we could get everybody together and then maybe, you know, have a thing down here, we just do a, you mm-hmm. know, maybe one day of everybody comes in, I think that would be epic. And would be people cool. would yeah. be so excited. And then I would also bring a little exposure to what you guys go, have going on here. Yeah, dude, as honestly, well. I, if we never That's get a exactly. plug from it, I yeah. don't give a fuck. If I can hand you a kick ass group of recording on all that shit that, you know, the, the the plug side is great. I think that people, when they experience it, they'll want to do it for themselves and all that. But man, if I mean, we can I, just I think that's really, duality. I mean, that's yeah. the whole point of of of. I mean, life, in my opinion, is that you know, you're getting something. I'm getting something. We all are working together. And if we don't have those two sides to mm-hmm. to see everything, then it it's it's moot. Totally. And so. when when that's happening, right? It's like everything is growing right it's not even mm-hmm. just like a you're getting some i'm getting some it's like we are because it's abundant for all of us and that's what working together just looks like exactly you know? and i think reno in general is is um really good at community efforts yeah they sure uh, can you know be. we talked about that we did get maybe a little bit too many cooks in the kitchen sure. before and now we're, we're definitely boiling down people, but you know? yes that's the thing is how on show night? How many jobs are available at Jub Jubs? Sixteen, ridiculous 17? amount. Yeah. yeah, probably twenty. Twenty at least. You know, and now imagine, imagine a world where where we can really comfortably seem in a company like Live Nation or AEG to start bringing a fuller inventory to all of the rooms that are actual professional rooms, mm-hmm. and now six nights a week. There's something going on at all of them. It's not competing with one another because one's doing country that night while there's hip hop over here and rock over here. That's what we need to do as a community. Uh, I tried really hard earlier with like shades and like a couple other places. Hey, how about we don't book punk shows all on the same night or whatever? And then I met um, serious interference on a lot of those. Like, ah, no, fuck you. We're gonna. I was like, okay, I guess we're not yeah. working together. But a lot of those um, places aren't open anymore and i i yeah. do believe a lot of it has to do with the unwillingness to work together as a team reno is too small of a community yes for the internal core groups to to not as, not work with each other especially right now while Devin reese has painted a bullseye on all of the service industries back i don't know what that guy has out for the service industry so hard but those letters were so wildly inappropriate you're talking 50 bars or something i mean i don't even you think about what you just said 20 people on a show night times 50 bars you know i mean they're you're talking well, about to we, a thousand people you just yeah, well, insulted we, and treated like we weren't doing it right yeah uh and don't don't tell me the city staffers did this without a council person knowing and especially you're the guy taking initiative and calling businesses direct and trying to talk to them and stuff you're not going to tell me that i mean we're under attack straight up. Yeah, I'm glad the COVID task force team decided to stick up for us this week. Thank God for that, man. Yeah. That's good. It's amazing know, what a viral post really, will do, isn't yeah, it? Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, Suddenly the yeah. task force, oh, we got to save jobs. Don't paint over their walls this week, whatever you know. <laughs> yeah. Faith Zalmeyer. Am I saying it right, Zalmeyer? Zalmeyer, yes. Faith Zalmeyer. You are just a charming individual. You're a pleasure to have in class. All the cool report card works well with others. A for efforts and all of that. You're fantastic. And I really hope that Jub Jubs pulls through this shit like on a real level. I you know? appreciate that. If we never get a chance to do a show with you, God, you have our support in any way. 
Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Have Appreciate a great it. day. You too.